it's time for Movies, Movies, Movies with your favourite movie lords, Jen and Andre. Consider this your little intro. Gang, how are you going? Cuckoo! <laughs> How are you holding up? Good. Good. We've got a big show today, I think. We've got a few farewells. We've got some, you know, hunkered down stories from Pink Flamingo Cinema with Ingrid Dykeman. That's right. Maryville. All our segments in the past month have kind of had the same theme of farewelling, saying, telling eulogies, saying <laughs> bye-bye to all our favourite things because of COVID. <laughs> It's oh, kind of no. like careful before. It got to a point where I was like, "Oh my god, if I have to go to another Megaplex movie and review it on the show, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do." And now I'm like craving it. I don't even have, know how to mark the time. I've already forgotten what a Megaplex is. Let's be real. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So we're gonna kick it off with um, some movie news. What's happening? What's happening in the realm of the cinema? Well, I guess like everyone's been trying to figure out how to get their screens up in a more healthy way. And get it up, get it up, get it up. <laughs> in Berlin, where we always look to for our Sydney culture, they have been congregating in their apartment blocks and projecting onto the walls, walking around with candy shops. People have been sitting up in their in their windows. But, but outside out. walls, we're talking like- We're talking outside on walls. On the side of buildings. Summer's coming for them. But I just, I guess I wanted to know if uh, any of our listeners have been doing something similar? Who's been doing little community, who's been projecting on a neighbor's wall and watching it behind fences? Mm. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm planning to, um, to project some revenge porn of you, Jen, onto the side of a building. Oh my God, look <laughs> uh, your own notes. But if you did want some local news, uh, we have a momentous announcement to make, which is that Sydney's historic George Street Cinema a.k.a. Le Event, is facing closure. And I have read some sources that have said that it's already potential. been in that, that it's potential. Some sources have said that it's officially happening, but we can we can guesstimate that it's about 98% sure that there is going to be a 270-meter skyscraper Ooh. built in the place of Event Cinema George, full of apartments with one small boutique cinema. Now, let's take it back to a couple of decades when event was just opened up. It wasn't event cinemas. Mm. Uh, it was owned by Paramount, I'm pretty sure. And they had an elephant to introduce the whole opening. <laughs> We've come a long way since the 70s, but now we're risking losing the, the it last It was the biggest cin cinema in the world. And it was on a strip of, it's the last cinema on a strip of cinemas in George Street. Anyway, we're going to be eulogizing it in the reviews. Let's move on to the last piece of news. So, there's some exciting projects coming our way, I think. Yeah, Andre's <laughs> really excited about Kill Bill Volume 3. You say that as if it's yeah. something to be ashamed of then, but what is wrong with that, okay? I'm just excited when Uma gets work. Give Me Uma too. work. Give Uma work. What's Uma up I to? I agree. So Vivian A. Fox, who played Vanita Green in Kill Bill, as you all know, has confirmed that there are conversations happening between Quentin T and Uma Thi about Kill Bill Volume 3, which has been in the works, in the dialogue for a long time. And a little bit of fun fact as well, some people are considering it, considering it to be Kill Bill Volume 2 because a lot of people consider Volumes 1 and 2 to be one extended film broken up into two parts. Anyway, who cares about the fine details? Jen? Do you think he's going to make a film now that there's no more cinemas or is he just going to make it some endless Netflix series? I think he should just write a script and then release it to all the nerds and be like, everyone make this yourself. Release it on Creative Commons. Kill Bill 3, directed by everyone. Anyway, let's stop talking about QT. Talking about Agnes Varda. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So Agnes Varda's entire body of work is going to appear on Criterion Channel DVD, which I think is exciting, but I don't think we have Criterion Channel. So anyone who can get those proxies up, let me know. <laughs> but one thing I will say is torrents are back. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm not allowed to talk about that on air. <laughs> and if you don't want to torrent, and if you want to do things ethically, you can look to Sofia Coppola's upcoming TV show, which is an adaptation of Edith Wharton's novel, The Custom of the Country, which she's going to make for <laughs> Apple TV Plus. No oh torrents, baby. Oh, my God. Huge. That's really fitting yeah. with the, like, anniversary of the Virgin Suicides. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hadn't even thought of that, but mm-hmm. did listen to the soundtrack recently because I'm depressed. Playground love. Stick around on mornings. There's more movies chat to come. Two reviews in a sec. Who are we reviewing? More like which art space that's closing down due to COVID are we reviewing? <laughs> I'm going to review Carriage Works as a eulogy, and Jen's going to review Events Cinema George Street as a, a summoning, a rebirth, a rise from the ashes. Jen, take it away, Andrea. I forgot that we, there isn't a sting, there isn't a trailer for Carriage Works. You can't play a trailer for Carriage Works. Because it's just about light and space. <laughs> I mean, it's a very significant space. It's where we've been able to have the FBI Smack Awards for the last couple of years. So it's really like hits in the feels, hey. Maybe the last great event at Carriage Works. Mm. Anyway, back to what I was about to say, which is we didn't actually realise how much we all needed Carriage Works until it was gone. Because personally, I kind of saw it as an art space meme of Sydney that housed, you know, ticketed night markets, Sydney Contemporary, and two five-hour Bjork DJ sets. I mean, talk about Karen. But um, we're not worthy for Carriage Works. Carriage Works was a space that actually had audacity. And I don't mean reaching high standards for upper echelon art criminal visitors who yell at people taking photos or tourists, but audacity in the sense that both Jen and I were able to perform in a durational performance about the women of John Cassavetes filmed at Carriage Works. This is, this is unheard of. <laughs> Unknowingly, Carriage Works was actually, in fact, the greatest cinema in Sydney because it didn't show films. For lack of a better art term, it presented like um, film experiences or moving images or paracinema, post-cinema, films that you could literally walk through. Mm. But also, Carriage Works is now the first space closing down with a capital S significant real-life legacy. Nobody remembers the elephant dancing at Event Cinema's grand opening, but everyone will remember Nick Cave's show until that was a castle of glorious crap. I mean, is there, is there not a better metaphor for Carriage Works than castle of glorious crap? And it also was the George Miller studio. Wait, what? For Happy Feet. <laughs> yeah. No way. Did not know that. Okay, breaking news. George Miller animated Happy Feet starring penguins in Carriage Works. There we go. Breaking news on movies, movies, movies. It's going to be a film studio again. Jen, what were your favourite things you've ever seen at Carriage Works? Oh, absolutely. That um, Letters from Pandoranga, the Sydney Biennale in 2018. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. Which is a Vietnamese film by Nguyen Trinh Thi, which was this kind of essay film Mm. about nuclear reactors being built in Vietnam. Anyway, Jen, eulogize (laughs) event cinemas (laughs) okay okay catching my breath after that beautiful beautiful (laughs) yeah got me my feels about carriage works um which i have more mixed feelings about event george street i'm saying goodbye to the last of the inner city megaplexes i'm sure will mean a lot for a lot of people for me because of this show it means saying goodbye to getting champagne drunk and motion sick of 
par- premieres of like Cats, Jurassic Park, Jumanji and Queen and Slim, and then <laughs> clocking the differences between the marketing spend. Uh, stripping back over any semblance of grandeur in this place, they just kind of slowly transition from an actual temple of cinema and art into an expensive but low-key Margot 1950s candy bar vibe, which, mm. sorry, but it didn't work. It didn't. <laughs> Taking both greater and union out of the title and making the word event your kind of catchphrase doesn't really work when what you're showing is literally pre-recorded. I don't know. It's always been weird to me and not even installing roller coaster spray seats could save it. So I'm sad for all of the teenagers that aren't going to be able to explore their bodies in the safety of a moist and dark box. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, an, it's the story of Sydney. You can fight it or you can live with it. They're going to put apartments on anything, everything anyway. Mm. I swear to God, Mervac should just hire all of Sydney and just turn it into one big service department. Jen, there are 4D seats in events. 40X. 40X, yeah. Which we did go and see Venom on, and they do squirt you in the face. Oh. Yeah, it's literally a roller coaster seat that you sit in, and it, oh. there's like a fan in one ear, and then like a poking stick rod in the other to like prod you, and the seat yeah. moves around, and it like puts a bag over your head, and it's crazy. It's a love. Well, there you I, go. But I also saw Booksmart there. I saw some beautiful movies. Oh, there. truly, truly, truly. And Sydney Film Festival uh, was gorgeous there. Event Refe- Cinema. Anyway. Event cinema is undisclosed desire art house cinema that no one wants to talk about. They had some art film classics. Truly, we saw some really mind blowing stuff there with about four other people in these huge spaces. Exactly. And it just makes me think when are we all going to cram ourselves into like a little sardine box to watch a movie that we like? kind of like we're going to be talking about sardine box cinemas in sydney spotlight after this track (laughs) we're in conversation with ingrid dykeman who is a filmmaker curator organizer of pink flamingo cinema and we're going to talk to them about what the f you do when a pandemic hits an underground cinema and you're a cinema well there you go rest in peace carriage works and event cinemas we're on movies 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 uh jen and andre have a very special interview now for sydney spotlight what can we expect from your chat with ingrid we talked to Ingrid Dykeman, our friend and curator of the Pink Flamingo Cinema at Mothership, which is, if you don't know, an ad hoc underground film space that's hosted many renowned events and uh, has been absolutely beaten this year. It's on the bottom of a swamp in Marrickville. It got flooded earlier in February and then they had their whole year's program already planned ahead and then COVID obviously happened. So we talked to Ingrid about what they've been going through, where they've been taking their information about what's happened before. And um, they gave us a little bit of a history lesson, I guess, about pandemics, the, the pandemics and the 1918 flu, what All that right. meant for cinemas back then. Well, here we go. Here's uh, Ingrid Dagman on Movies, Movies, Movies. Her name is Noel. I have a dream about a she that That's fair enough. Hey FBI, my name is Ingrid, and I'm the curator of the Pink Flamingo Cinema. So there's a fair bit of talk around it. Uh, there's a, a lot of stuff around the 1819 uh, pandemic um, did mimic what we're seeing now. So things would come in waves. They actually had... Uh, quite a few stars uh, became infected, um, like Luling Gish, people were transmitting it on sets. And then, yeah, theatres were closed. 
then reopened, then closed, then reopened as waves came through. And that was actually what really destroyed their revenues because they would be trying to do these quick turnarounds and then shutting for indeterminate amounts of time. Uh, and it kind of led to the consolidation of power into what became Paramount Pictures. A guy called uh, Adolf Zukav consolidated powers, uh, bought up these independent, uh, they call them unaffiliated owners. Uh, and then uh, basically it was the start of the studio system where they would be signed to contracts, uh, what they called block booking, um, where if you wanted to get, you know, a Ruta Valentino picture from this one studio, you had to pre-buy, a blind buy, they'd call it, all of the films they were going to make for that year, whether they were any good or not. They could set ticket prices and all of the studios were in on this. It was Warner Brothers, it was MGM, it was Columbia, it was Fox. Um, and it lasted, it changed the landscape of theatre owning entirely. It put all of the power in the studio's hands and lasted until the uh, antitrust suit in 1938 where they were able to finally kind of break this down. And uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's something that's in my mind uh, in terms of, yeah, you, you see like spats going on between like Universal and AMC over the Trolls 2 movie release. I don't know if you- Yeah, 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 yeah. we made that. that last week, yeah. It's Whoever fantastic. wins, we lose. Um, it's weird, to me it kind yeah. of feels like the film industry is, uh, like the fragments of the film industry are becoming democratized almost it's like it's now like a flat ontology of fairness where it's like from now on we are trying to find we're going to try and find ways to make it evenly accessible and feasible for everyone that's a very loose simplistic interpretation but that's kind of how i see it i don't see it that way but I mean, in, in theory, like when it comes to, you know, that thing when it comes down to like justify yourself on paper, it, it does kind of make you look at and ask these hard questions. I do feel what I, what we, what I need to do in the future is make sure that more of the people who would be interested in this know that it's there and know that it's something that they can access, that it's something they can potentially show their own work at, that they can come to. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel at the moment that's just kind of where we're lacking. Oh, that's a really nice way to end it, I think, to <laughs> let people know that it's something they can access and that they can showcase their own work at. Yeah. And it'll be there. It'll be there for as long as we can. Closing remarks, the fact that you are managing to survive this out of, you know, event cinemas, George, and Carriage Works is still an achievement. Not that it's a competition, but like... yeah longevity is a higher form of success than relevance just like cockroaches cockroach films okay we're gonna go because we got shit to do and so do you yes yes okay lovely to see you both bye you love you bye, bye. A very special interview right there from Movies, Movies, Movies with Jen and Andre. Super cute. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be okay. It's actually kind of ironic. I feel like the smaller spaces are going to come out alive because the small spaces never had money in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Mervac just buys up Mothership. Oh, Mervac, Mothership. <laughs> Mervac ship. <laughs> All right, well... You know, 
when I say Murvac. Sorry. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jen and Andre, for coming through today. Uh, you can listen back to Movies, Movies, Movies on the program page at fbiradio.com. Uh, just click on Mornings with Friday Tanner and you can also listen back wherever you grab your podcasts from. The Movie Lords are going to be back here at the same time next week, so send them lots of love. Thank you so much both for coming through and sending such good vibes and those beautiful eulogies you sent in. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.